morning, everyone, and welcome to our service this morning. Welcome to those that are joining us online, maybe for the first time. And good morning again, Living Hope Church. This morning I have a message called, When Peace Stands Guard. And oh, how we have a lot of things that are competing for this post at the door of our hearts and minds, don't we? We have a lot of things that are trying to compete to try to take over our hearts and trying to take over our minds. But Jesus said that if you trust and you follow me, that peace is going to stand guard over your heart and over your mind. So that's the name of the message this morning, when peace stands guard. Now, anxiety, fear, and disconnect. Now, these are all problems that we're going to deal with one time or another in our life. But the question is, will you be taken captive by these three enemies, or will you take them captive? Now, the scripture that we're going to talk about this morning is, called, is found in Philippians 4, and it's verse 6 and 7. And this is Paul speaking. And now you have to understand that Paul now is confined to prison. And even though he's confined, he has not let these things creep in and stop him from spreading the word of God. So Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7 says this, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then it says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Not as you live outside of Christ Jesus, but as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul's advice here is simply this. Turn your worries into prayers. And if you want to worry less, pray more. But it would seem today, if we look at all that's going on, it would seem that the world, what it does is it worries about everything and it prays about nothing now. If we look at all the statistics with churches closing and people and young people falling away or, or not even wanting anything to do with God, this is the state of our world now. Everybody is cap captivated with fear, anxiety, and discontent, and nobody is turning to the things of God. And it would seem today that the world worries about everything. Around the clock, it seems like there's always legitimate reasons for us to be filled with dread. Everything has been taking place with everything that's been taking place with COVID, uh, everything that it's affected the markets, it affected our jobs, it affects uh, the world really as a whole when you take a look at how it's spread. All of the changes have been mentally challenging really for people being separated from loved ones. Maybe parents with children, you know, worrying about their future. The state of people's minds and bodies, it's really reaped a lash. This pandemic has really reaped a lash on people's minds. And the world's in an uproar. So what happens is we worry. And we don't pray. And the result is people are, mass amounts of people are suffering from anxiety, from fear, and from discontent. But yet here's Paul and he's saying don't worry about anything. And in the verses prior, if you look at the first couple of verses before that, it says and always be full of joy in the Lord. Now, when I'm reading this and I, I went through a lot of the verses, I said it seems really funny or it seems strange that a man who's in prison would be telling the church to rejoice and to not worry. Because if anybody had any reason at all to worry, if anybody had any reason to be fearful, if anybody had a reason to be discontent, 
with his situation, it would have certainly been Paul. All he ever wanted to do was to tell the good news of Jesus. All he ever wanted to do was to move the gospel forward. But he, also, he always found himself in hardship. But you see, Paul's attitude should teach us a very important lesson. That worry, it reaps misery. And prayer reaps peace. That our inner attitudes, they don't have to reflect our outward circumstances. Paul was full of joy because he knew that when he prayed, God heard him. And that no matter what circumstance that he was in, that God was fully in control. You see, in whatever circumstances Paul, he says, Paul learned to be content. And I was thinking about that. I said, how did he beat discontentment? Because discontentment folks would have certainly tried to come and get Paul because Paul was trying to advance the kingdom and all he wanted to do, like I said, he just wanted to do the things that God asked him to do. But every time that he tried to do these things, he was always met with some situation, some form of hardship. So how did he go around that? And the simplest answer is just this. He focused all of his attention and all of his energy on knowing Christ because that's what he, he knew would bring peace. You see, Paul's mind was focused on Christ because he trusted in God's goodness. Paul trusted in God's faithfulness. And because he positioned himself under the will and the control of God, despite all of his circumstances, he experienced perfect peace. Because he was fully God's. Sometimes we don't experience peace in certain areas of our lives because of just this, because there's we haven't given fully control over to God in certain areas of our lives. And these areas are given over to other things such as anxiety and fear. But Paul understood wherever he was, Jesus was there. And wherever Jesus was, that's where Paul wanted to be. He wanted to be always fully engulfed in God's peace. Even though the world around him and his circumstances were harsh, he was experiencing a peace that was so profound. He experienced a peace that was so deep. And it kept him moving forward. Even though he was confined, it never stopped Paul. It never stopped the gospel from going forward. He didn't stop writing letters to the churches and encouraging, even from his jail cell. You see, anxiety, it refers to this. It refers to distraction, uncertainty, and worry. And that's what anxiety produces in us. Now, anxiety's mission it's to pull us away from trusting in God. It plays on our ability to be self-sufficient, shall we say. It tries to make us move without consulting God. And if you look at your own life today, in my life, I mean, I, there's lots of times in my life that I moved because I was so anxious, so full of fear that I didn't know what was going to happen, and I decided to move my own way without even consulting God. And if we look at the world today, the world's in chaos because it's doing the exact same thing. It makes us feel like the rug has been pulled from under our feet. We have no idea if we're going to fall, how hard we're going to fall, in what direction maybe we're going to fall, and onto what we are going to fall. And anxiety, really, its, it's, it's goal is to make us feel like we're all alone and that God does not see us. And for many people... Worry and anxiety, it's become a way of life. Some people even worry that they worry. And it's true, you hear people say that, I worry that I, that I worry so much. But if that's you today, 
I want you to listen to the words of Jesus. Because, folks, there is a way out. You might say, I can't help feeling anxious, but I beg to differ. Yes, you can. There is nothing about a circumstance that automatically creates anxiety. Anxiety occurs because of the way that we respond to a problem or a troubling situation. Because, you see, you have the ability to choose. You have the ability. God has given you the free gift. He's given you the ability to choose, and that's God's free gift to you. You can choose how you feel. You can choose what you think about. And you can choose how you're going to respond to a circumstance. And you can definitely choose whether you're going to trust God or not. That's our choice. Because you see, it's definitely, it's not God's purpose that you feel anxious. When in Matthew 6, 25, 27, listen to the words of Jesus. He says, this is what I tell you. Do not worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to drink or whether you have clothes to wear. He says, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest and store food in barns. And aren't you more valuable than them? It says God provides for even the birds on the earth. Are you not more valuable than what they are? And he asks us a question. He says, can all of, any of your worries add a single moment to your life? Now you see, fear is a little bit different story. When fear comes in, when he comes knocking... He's aggressive. It normally comes with a threatening voice and a bunch of lies that causes people to feel paralyzed. And fear's job, really fear's job is to snuff out peace. That's what, that's what his main goal is when he comes into your life. He's trying to get in. He's trying to take peace and throw it out the window. He's trying to make you feel like you're being squeezed by the throat. Because you see, fear attacks your faith. And when fear comes in and it's present, most of the time, peace does go out the window. Fear will cause you to doubt God is present with you, that God will help you, and it will cause you to doubt that God is going to provide for you, and that God is capable of handling the crisis that, that's at hand. And when fear and anxiety, they get a hold of us, what happens is it births discontentment. And discontentment really, in a, in a simple form, is really just the lack of content, contentment in, in your circumstance. Remember Paul, he said, I learn to be content. In all of my circumstances, whether they were up or whether it was down, I learned to be content. But you see, what faith says is this. He says, yes, faith says, yes, God is here. Yes, God will provide. And yes, God is capable of all things. You see, there's a realm, folks. There's a realm that is higher than what we can see in the natural. And anxiety, things like anxiety, fear, and discontentment, they're all spiritual conditions. And they can't be fought with natural answers and they can't just be reason you can't just reason these problems away if we're going to fight these spiritual conditions in our generation there's something that has to happen we have to turn back to god he's the only he's really it's, it's the only way that he can give us spiritual weapons to fight a spiritual war it only comes from god and if we don't turn back to god as a nation as a community as a family as an individual then we're going to settle for everything else in the realms of anxiety, fear, and discontent. But you see, if we allow the Lord Jesus to be our refuge, if we allow Him to be our hiding place, if our minds are stayed on Him and we trust in Him, if we stop worrying and we start to pray again, and we turn back to God and ask for provision for today and strength to face everyday circumstances, and begin to give Him thanks for what He's already done in our life, 
and for the blessings that are in our lives. We can receive this peace. This peace. The Bible says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their ways, God says, I'm going to heal their land. We have to begin to believe the promises that God has put over our lives and not trade them for something that is unsuperior. That's why Paul said, don't worry about anything, but pray and ask God for what you need. Pray about everything and ask God for what you need and be thankful. It says, then you're going to experience peace that transcends anything that you can understand. And that word transcend simply means this. It goes beyond the range and the boundaries and the limits of your thinking. There's a peace that no matter what situation or what circumstance we may face in our hearts or in our minds, there can still be a peace free from fear and anxiety. This is a peace that transcends all of our understanding. It goes beyond the limits of our thinking. Because folks, we're in a war. On one side, there's fear, anxiety, and discontent. And these three things are fighting fiercely against faith, trust, and thankfulness. You see, the devil, this world, and even your own heart is against God and is against you and all of God's goodness. It's trying to capture that ultimate prize, which is your peace. And it's trying to take it, and it's trying to run off with it, and leaving you really with just nothing but misery, nothing but worry and full of fear. But you see, in order to have this peace that only Jesus can give, we have to turn and we have to trust him. And if you tune into tonight, you're going to be seeing on the Celebrate Recovery tonight, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about turn, what it incorporates and what we have to do. But there has to be a shifting in our minds. Even if, if, if you're out there today and you don't believe in God, there has to be a shifting. And we're praying for you because the peace that the world gives is one thing, but the peace that God gives is completely different. The world can give a peace that's going to be shattered, that's going to be, that can be taken away, but the peace that God gives... It's a gift to men, and it can't be taken away. 1 Corinthians 2, 14, 16 says this, But people who aren't spiritual, they can't receive these truths from God. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. In verse 15, it says, Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things. And it goes on to say, But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. That's what Paul, that's why Paul also said in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, he says this, he says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So in other words, he was saying this, stand up and fight because peace was given to you as a gift. Nothing or no one can take it from you. You know, there's going to be things that are going to try to come in and take all of your peace, try to really play you out and, and wear you down so that maybe you give it over. But nothing has the authority to take away what God has given His children. You have to give it up voluntarily. You see, the devil and all that surrounds him will come and try marching into your camp. And he's going to try to mislead you He's going to try to threaten you and he's going to try to intimidate you. 
with the circumstances and situations. And you know what's he, devil and, and the enemy, he uses real things in our lives. He uses our finances. He uses our children. He uses our, our jobs. He uses things that in our reality hurt when he comes after those things to make us worry and to make us feel like we need to accept fear and we, we have no place to run to. And what he does is he makes you tired and he makes you weak. And when we get to that stage, what happens instead of turning to God, we simply hand over what he's looking for, which is your peace. And a lot of times we settle for worry, we settle for frustration, and we settle for fear. And when I was preparing this message, I had an image and I said, you know, it's kind of like sitting down at a table with the devil. And you're going to play a hand of poker. Everybody knows how that game works. And on one side, the devil's there and the other side, you're there. And the devil, he comes to the table, but you have to understand something. His cards were already dealt to him before the beginning of time. He's done. He's finished. He's condemned. And he's sitting on his side of the table and his cards, from your angle, it looks like he has a full deck. He has a beautiful set of cards, but on his side, they're just simply blank. There's nothing, there's nothing even written on them. And when you're on your side, you look at your cards and the devil knows that you have a full hand. He knows that you're sitting there with a royal flush because, you see, it's God who dealt your hand. And you're looking across the table and he's coming to you with lies and he's coming to you with all fear and anxieties. And he's trying to make you think that he has a better hand than a royal flush, that he's going to beat you. But it's impossible, folks, because he's a defeated foe. He's completely defeated. And you're sitting there with a royal flush. And a lot of times what happens is we fold our hand. And the devil just simply takes everything that's on your plate and leaves you empty. But my Bible says it's time for us to stand up. It's time for us to say no more, no way, and not on my watch. You can't have what's in my control to keep. I've been given authority through the power of Christ to take you captive fear and to take you captive anxiety. And I want you to understand everything or something. Every time that you come near this camp, there's only chains that are waiting here for you. You have to learn, folks, to stand up and to speak up for what is trying to take over our minds and trying to lead us into captivity. When Ephesians 4, 8, it says, Scripture says, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. In Colossians 2.15, it says, And having disarmed the powers and the authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. And when I was preparing this message, another picture came in my head. It was just like in the movies, when you see the victory march of a conquering king, riding on the back of his chariot, parading through the streets with his captives, all chained and bound, walking. They're all walking behind him. And they're all chained. And the king that just won and captured the other nation, he's coming back now with all these captives and he's, he's parading through the streets and he's saying, people, look, your enemies are all defeated. And this is what Christ says to you today. Your enemies are defeated. You don't have to worry. You need not fear. Simply trust the finished work of God and the finished work of the cross and the, the amazing God to keep you and to provide for you. And to deliver you and to lead you in the way that you should go. And you see, and it says, And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. And that's the title of the message, When Peace Stands Guard.
Someone once said, when fear comes knocking on my door, I send faith to answer. You see, folks, we are children of the Most High God. We are equipped to conquer in every battle, every battle that's set before us. We are given the authority to cause devastation blows, devastating blows to everything that sets itself above the wisdom of God in our lives. Not to throw marbles at it, not to throw little stones at it, but it says to cause devastating blows. That's why Paul said, we demolish arguments that try to set itself above God in our lives. So we need not fear. We need not to worry. Jesus Christ has already captured and took captive everything that we're going through. Everything that's trying to intimidate us, every time that's trying to, everything that's trying to intimidate us, sorry, has been taken captive by Jesus. Anything that you may be facing today, we just have to believe it and we have to walk by faith knowing that God is on my side and that God is fighting for me. And if you choose to make Christ the center of your life today, maybe you don't know Christ, but if you choose to follow Him, if you choose to accept Him into your heart, if you choose to accept the gifts that He has, no matter what is happening in front of you, maybe in and behind you, on the sides of you, all around you, the peace of God will guard and He'll stand guarded at the door of your heart and of your mind. And you're going to find yourself not worried about the future. You're going to find yourself not worried about your job, not worried about your business, not worried about your children, not worried about your health or what may come in the coming days. But you're going to find yourself with an attitude of gratitude. And despite what may happen, we're going to know that Jesus is here and I'm going to rejoice knowing that my God is in full control. Because you see, folks, doing the impossible... It's just everyday business for God. And our big problems, they don't seem so big when we let God handle them. And the way to bring peace to a troubled heart is just that. The way to bring peace to a troubled heart is to focus on the promises of God spoken over you in your life. To trust Him and to do whatever He says. You see, in my experience, for every lie that the devil tried to speak over my life, with fear, maybe anxiety and discontentment, there was always a promise that was spoken by the King of Kings to subdue it. The only time that I would fall prey to these things, and folks, I have fallen prey to these things. Remember, I, I gave you the example of sitting at the poker table with the devil and he's got nothing in his hand and you've got a full, a royal flush. You've got everything that God has always wanted you to have and you can live in such a comfort with him, with peace, and have such a great relationship with him, but... A lot of times we fold that hand thinking that there's something better or because we're scared thinking that the lies that the devil told us are true. And I believe that one time. And I remember putting my cards down and it cost me three years of misery. It cost my family three years of misery. It cost my brothers and sisters at church here three years of misery. It just didn't affect my life, but it affected a lot of lives around it. You see, in John 14, 27, Jesus said this, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and peace of heart. And the peace that I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You see, the peace of God meets all of the wants for the soul. It calms the storms of the mind and it settles the waters like glass. It is fixed. 
It is sure amid all the external changes that will happen during our life. And there will be some things that are going to happen during our life. And there is a way for you to have perfect peace. But you must trust in Jesus, who is the author, who is the prince, who is the promoter, who is the keeper of peace. I want you to listen to this last verse. Isaiah 41.10 says this, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And that, folks, is good news. Because that even among the anxious times in life, God is always right beside us. And with Christ, you will never be alone. I'm going to close with this. I think sometimes we think as believers that God can only do as much as what our human mind can imagine. But I say to you today, go ahead and you think about the most impossible thing imaginable to your human capacity. And God will still blow it out of the water because His power is beyond our thinking. I think that's why the disciples were so amazed at Jesus when they were caught in the storm in the middle of the Sea of Galilee at night. Remember that story? They went out at night. The storm came up, and it was fierce. Jesus was asleep in the back of the boat. And they woke him up because he was sleeping. And he said, do you not care if we die? And I bet they thought like we sometimes think. That Jesus would get up, he would grab a paddle, and he would begin giving directives. Peter, grab the other oar. I want you to roll this way. James, grab the stern. John, put up the sails. Because that's the way we think as human. But instead they realize that this man Jesus can move heaven and earth. And everything is under his sovereignty. Jesus, Jesus simply spoke to the storm and he said, Peace, be still. In other words, be quiet and calm down. And everything became calm. And this is what the disciples said. What manner of man is this that even the winds and the waves listen to him? You see, their minds could not fathom the possibility of one word changing a complete weather pattern. You see, your storms, folks, they're not too difficult for Jesus. If you trust Him, the storms of your heart and your mind and your soul will experience His peace. Because He only needs to speak one word. One word, folks. That's all He needs to speak. One word over your circumstance to change the weather pattern of your life. And that's the God that we serve. So this morning I would encourage you, if you're going through fear, if you're going through anxiety, if you're going through, dis through discontentment, you have to understand one thing. Stop laying down your cards. You have a full hand. God has given you gifts and abilities and promises over your life that beats any hand that comes against you. You don't have to settle. 
You may think you have to settle, but you do not have to settle because you have the, the power and the authority through Christ to bring every thought captive under the obedience of Christ. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today. God, I thank you for your almighty power. I thank you, God, that you see us and you know us. God, you built us and you created us, God, in our mother's wombs, the Bible says. God, there's no one that you do not see. So, Father, I pray for those this morning that heard this message. I pray, God, for those that are battling anxiety, fear, discontentment, and all the things of such, Lord. God, I pray that they would stand up, God, one more time and understand that you are their God. And, God, that you will not leave them. God, you will not lay them aside, God, that you will fight for them. God, all they need to do is turn to you and trust you and walk forward in faith. God, knowing that nothing, nothing can take our peace. So, Father, I pray, God, this morning that you would bless those that heard this. God, I pray, God, that they would put into action the very things that they have heard. And, God, that they would turn back to you again. God, as individuals, as families, as communities, and as our nation, we've gone far from you. And I'm praying today, God, that we would come back to the place, Lord, of trusting you again. And we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray that God will go with you and be with you. And that no matter what circumstance you're going through or what's going to come, that you'll put your faith and your trust in the one who can keep you. And that's Jesus. May God go with you today.